0: Temperature rising,
4: vision blurring, rage taking
1: over. Here's Paul Calvisi. Get the popcorn ready. It's going to be a show. And Ron Wolfley. It doesn't get any
2: better than that. Unleash the fury. Mini camp is a wrap. Next stop is next month training camp. You think you know Ron Wolfley. Oh, I know, bully. You think you know. Where the, let me finish the sentence, Ron Wolfley. <laughs> you think you know. Sure, you might know a thing or two about training camp, but you think you might know where the 2021 Arizona Cardinals are headed, and I would say not so fast. As we just witnessed three days of minicamp, we got a lot of seven-on-seven guys in shorts and helmets and a lot of trash cans and blocking bags out there. So there's only so much you can tell, Ron Wolfley. Dare I say when this NBA season started, your Phoenix Suns were seventy. 70- to one shots so you put you, money down didn't you Paulie? you might think you know but uh, until this whole thing plays out at least until we get into some full contact football into august then uh guess what we might get a few answers around here on the big red rage all presented by the santan ford in gilbert we are santan ford the original thursday night football right here paul calvisi ron wolfley and soon to be joined wolf we're gonna have an addition to the fullback club here tonight <laughs> Our special guest, do tell. James Saxon.
0: You better believe it. Part of the fullback club. Can't wait to talk to him about how the Arizona Cardinals are going to incorporate a fullback into their offense in 2021, no, Ball.
2: Do yourself a favor. Do not ask that question. Some free advice right off the top. Paul, I'm just telling you, it you, know, Don't make yourself look bad. Don't waste <laughs> our precious time with the Cardinals running backs coach by asking any fullback related questions. Although, Kyla Murray had a few things today to say about the run game wow did he not
0: oh paulie where do we where do we begin on this one
2: okay so Kyler murray meets the media if you're scoring at home i do believe this is the first time in the off season and 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 if you had a power poll of all the press conferences that Kyler murray has held this has got to be top three today has to be top three and by the way, did you see the power pole, Wolf, as we started last week with a power pole? Nothing like a nice power pole in June. And the latest one on NFL.com, you know, not to digress, the power pole, the biggest bandwagons right now. You are digressing. The biggest bandwagon right here, right now, according to NFL.com, happens to be the Cardinals' week one opponent, the Tennessee Titans.
0: Oh, yeah, here we go. Are you kidding me? They got Julio.
2: Yep. And uh, the Cardinals are number six by the way, in terms of the biggest bandwagons (laughs) right now. The Dolphins are right on their heels at number 7. And then in between three teams, you have a bunch of names. They incorporated names into the biggest bandwagons. Joe Burrow, Brandon Staley, the new head coach of the Chargers, former Rams D coordinator, C.D. Lamb, Chase Young, Cam Akers, the Rams running back, we know all about that guy, and then Dan Campbell, the Lions' new head coach.
0: Boy, Paulie, that is some good (laughs) stuff right there, honestly. Dan
2: Campbell. Yeah.
0: Don't get me started on Dan Campbell. You mentioned Dan Campbell, and you know here it comes. I I envision him in... in uh Chris Spielman sitting around a room ball by themselves talking about bludgeoning each other.
2: <laughs> They're gonna put the blocking sled in the front office in Detroit because Spiels and Dan Campbell are gonna be hitting the brock blocking so sled funny. in between some of their uh, their power meetings. Uh look, here's Kyler Murray. Let's go to the press conference and a simple question. Where do you want to evolve your game, Kyler? Where do you want to grow the most here in your third season?
4: I think all aspects of the game, but in leadership uh, taking care of the ball, um, being better as far as accuracy, just just the whole game. There's no one in this building uh, or that watches the game that's a bigger critic of themselves or of me than I am. So uh, I know what I need to get better at. Uh, and when we get out there on the field, I plan to show I, I, you know, I grew in those areas. Oh, Paulie,
0: I love that right there. Are you kidding me? This is exactly what I want to hear. I want to hear this from Kyler Murray. I need to get better in the little things. I need to get better in leadership, Paulie. He I,
2: started with yes, leadership.
0: Yes, Paul. I, I, You know, once again, I love that. Listen, you, you know the way I feel about this, Paulie. Humility is a wonderful master. It truly is because it allows you to see where you need to get better and what you need to do to get better. And I love listening to a guy articulate what obstacles he's got to overcome in his career to get better. And you just heard it right there from Kyler Murray. Love that.
2: You know... had a chance to watch the last three days of minicamp, and there were a few takeaways. For example, in no particular order, the rookie corners. I mean, man, if these guys can play, they definitely look the part when you're talking about Tay Gowan and Marco Wilson. Just the size and athleticism of these guys. They look like corners that the Seahawks would would draft. Uh, The wide receiver position, Wolf, to me, you look out there and you go, okay, A.J. Green, Christian Kirk, Rondell Moore. Yes, A lot of potential right there, but there's also a lot of question marks, and Kyler Murray was asked today about his receivers, in particular AJ Green.
4: I expect AJ to have a big year. I know, you know, I know a lot of people sleep on him. I know a lot of things have been said about, you know, him maybe not being able to do it anymore, or whatever. Uh, we don't really care about that. I, you know, I ignore all that. You know, I'm glad he's on the team. I mean, we have a, we have a great receiver room, more weapons than I can ask for.
2: And on paper, absolutely. But honestly. You have DeAndre Hopkins and a lot of unknowns right now. What can you count on and bank on here this season when it comes to that receiver room?
0: Yeah, it is a great question right there. What you can count on is D. Hop. That's number one. I would stop with. I would start. I should say with DeAndre Hopkins. I think you can count on that right there. I think you can count on AJ Green. I, I do at least. I think A.J. Green has got an awful lot to prove. It's a very similar situation to the Pat P. I I think Pat P's going to have a good year up there in Minnesota. I really mm. do, Paulie. The guy's got so much talent. Not only that, now all of a sudden he's going to be in a defense. I think Mike Zimmer's going to use him in a very, very specific kind of way. And I think the the new scenery, so to speak, suddenly he's got to prove himself all over again. I think that is really going to help Pat P focus, and I think a focus Pat P is going to be in excellent P. so i expect him to have a very very good year can i say aj green in the same light in the same vein is what i'm speaking of in regard to papi i think aj green is going to be that guy here too he needed a change of scenery a change of offense it's the refresh button for aj green ball
2: all right so hit zoom out does the cardinals offense in general need to change especially when it comes to the run game we know Kyler Murray and what happened at Seattle in week nine with the shoulder injury. Yes. And we know things were never quite the same for whatever yes. reason. Earlier in the week, Cliff Kingsbury was asked about it, and he used the word uncomfortable. Kyler was uncomfortable, push, and he had to push through You know his physical state and that injury to a large degree. And if you look at some of the numbers, the before and the after – For example, Kyler's rushing yards per carry, 6.9, nearly seven yards per carry in the nine games before Seattle. And these numbers crunched by our Kyle Odegaard on azcardinals.com. The final seven games... What's up, Kyle? He he averaged less than five yards a carry and had only one rushing touchdown in the final seven games. And guess what? He had 10 in the first nine games. So. He was asked by Kyle about that today. Here's Kyler Murray-Wolf, your reaction to the shoulder injury and exactly what it did or didn't do to the Cardinals running game.
4: You know, my my leg should be a luxury, and and it kind of wasn't like that last year. It was kind of me having to run for us. And um, once, you know, my shoulder was banged up or whatever and I wasn't trying to uh, put myself out there and take those hits and stuff like that, we kind of took a law, you know, hit a law. You know, I, honestly, I think it was good for us. Uh, you know, I think it was a lesson for us that, you know, we, we can't be one-dimensional. Uh, we just got to be better in all, all areas, all aspects of the game.
0: Paulie, I'll tell you right now, in Vegas, when somebody hit the jackpot, they used to say, winner, winner, chicken dinner, Paul. Because that basically is what you want. <laughs> in the very beginning of Vegas, that's what they did, Paul. Ding, 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 ding. I, I, I endorse this message, Paul. You know, you have listened to me talk about this very thing. He can't be Michael Vick, Paul. He can't. You you can't build your offense around Kyler Murray and say Kyler's got to run the ball. Uh, if you tell me that Kyler Murray's got to run the ball for him to be effective in the National Football League, you're telling me basically he's Michael Vick. You need well, to run him when it, when when you need it the most. When I hear him say that his legs are a luxury, Paul, that's exactly the way you ought to view him. Not in every down, here we go, Kyler Murray, we're going to have you run the ball 10, 11, 12 times a game. No. Let him scramble. Let it every now and then, when you need it the most, when you need a first down, when you need a touchdown in the red zone, let him run the ball then. I got no problem with that. But, man, if you're going to go into a game saying, well, we've got to have Kyler Murray, our running game is built around Kyler Murray, man, you're your host
2: and look he was dealing with injury but wolf you tell me the defense is also adjusted accordingly in the second half of the season did they not
0: without a doubt paul without a doubt you know what and here's the thing with the, the whole zone read concept if i want kyler murray i'm a defensive coordinator and i want him to run the ball i can force you to run kyler murray on that zone read I'm just going to go ahead and collapse that defensive end. I'll I'll do whatever I can. I'll scheme something where a a backer is scraping to the outside, waiting for Kyler Murray on a zone read based on down and distance and where you are. I'll crash that guy every time and force Kyler to be the guy that runs the ball so we can hit him. I'm just saying.
2: Well, Greg Roman, the OC of the Ravens, was just saying to season ticket holders here in the last week, and somehow this got out. He shared with them that Lamar Jackson's going to be under center a lot more this year. Yeah. What does that right, mean? Molly. You know,
0: look. Cl- Cliff Kingsbury said, I'll believe that when I see it because of what a good running back Lamar Jackson is.
2: You added Rodney Hudson. You added Brian Winters at guard. These are maulers, these are guys who come off the ball. You added James Saxon, a power running back. Uh, what does that portend? what is that forecast i mean you know it'd be great if we had james saxon the running backs coach on next because we could ask him about all this and where exactly the run game is going and where should it be so we'll go from kyler's thoughts to the running backs coach next the big red race presented by santan ford and gilbert
3: It's a run play right
2: side, big hole Edmonds, 25-20, 10-5, touchdown. The inside
0: zone being run and Chase Edmonds found the hole into the house,
2: baby. Gives it to Connor, sweeps the left side, got a block at the 10, Connor to the 5, Connor to the goal line
1: and in for the touchdown. James Connor.
4: Explosive, just the weapons that we have. Chase doing his thing already. And so, you know, watching film, I'm like, man, this dude, he can he can ball. And I want to, you know, learn from him, be a part of it, get to work with him. You know, ain't no telling. I can't predict nothing, but I know what I can guarantee is I'm going to come in here and work day in and day out, put my head down and grind. And, you know, I'm in it for the long haul. So, 17-game season, I'm looking forward to it.
2: James Conner on the potential of the Arizona Cardinals offense. You want potential how about James Conner himself? We say welcome back into the Big Red Rage presented by Santan Ford. And Gilbert, we are Santan Ford. The year was 2018, Wolf, yeah. just a couple of years ago. And you had James Conner with just under 1,500 yards from scrimmage, 5.4 yards a touch. He had 13 touchdowns that season. And that was his last season with James Saxon. Our special guest tonight, Yes, It's All About You, presented by Santan, Ford, and Gilbert, as the Cardinals running backs coach is joining us this evening. And, and Coach, I guess Wolf has uh, made this an, an informal rendition of the fullback club here tonight. The, <laughs> the two of you guys, you had the, your career playing the position as well.
3: Absolutely. Wolf, Wolf, uh, Wolf and I short-necked a lot of people in our day. <laughs>
2: <laughs> coach,
0: how you doing, man? Thank you so much for doing joining good, us. Wolf? How you yeah, doing? Yeah, man, doing okay. The family okay?
3: Yeah, everybody's doing good, man. I got a brand-new uh, little one, five months old. How about that? Oh, congratulations.
0: <laughs> congratulations, Coach. That is awesome right That's there. Awesome. Any place for a fullback in the James Saxon running back room?
3: <laughs> well, you know, there's always a place for that little one. <laughs> That's <laughs> right all the work. I, I'm lucky. My wife did all the work. Not yeah, me. <laughs> you got that right, man.
2: Uh, so, Wolf. Yeah, the bad news out of the way first. Uh, no fullback on the horizon uh, okay, in the Cardinals' ball. offense as of last right now. What are your takeaways from minicamp? I'm not sure what you can glean or ascertain from minicamp these days, but uh, give me a couple of thoughts now that the off season is a wrap, coach, and next stop is training camp.
3: Well, I, I think for you know for us as coaches, and uh, we got a chance to be around the guys, and it's it's a lot. Um, Nice. It's nice to be able to be back to that part of the game, um, and, and it's, it's important for everybody because it's, it's a social game. We're social people, so getting back together um, in any fashion was good.
0: How did the running backs look, in your opinion, Coach?
3: I think these guys came in in shape, and I mean, uh, you know, it's really early now. I think we uh, we feel like we got a good group. Um, we got guys who are capable of doing things we're uh, we're going to ask them to do. So um, I'm just looking forward to getting this whole
2: thing started. Kyler was talking today about what the run game could or, or should look like. Uh, I mean, you go out in the offseason as Steve Kime adds, James Conner and Rodney Hudson and Brian Winters. And I look at that and I really, you know, what the offensive linemen call the pound game. I'm thinking, okay, here we go. More of a straight ahead power running game. What should we expect this year?
3: Well, you know, we're going to continue to do the things we're real good at. And, you know, we're getting better at a lot of different positions. And, you know, Steve and those guys have done a great job acquiring guys for us. And we just got to put them in the right position to go out and be able to, you know, do what they're capable of doing. Um, You know, it's going to be fun. I think it's going to be fun to watch, you know, as a coach, standing there and helping these guys get to uh, places they want to go. So it's going to be uh, a fun, fun thing to watch.
0: James, what do you look for in a running back specifically?
3: Well, um, toughness. <laughs> toughness yeah, it, not, I, I don't know of any good running back in the NFL that I've ever been around that wasn't probably the toughest guy on the team or had toughness that you could clearly see. Um, and I think that we have several guys like that in our room, including, you know, obviously Chase and James. I mean, we got young guys like Jonathan Ward and, you know, Benjamin. These guys are hungry. Tavian Feaster and California Muhammad. We've we got a good group of guys that I'm really looking forward to working with.
2: Cardinals running backs coach James Saxon, our guest here on the Big Red Rage. I see two running backs who are both in contract years in a James Conner and a Chase Edmonds. Do you like that? Do you like that two guys pushing each other and improve it years in their career?
3: You know the you know i I've yet to be on a team that's won a super Bowl, but I've been in a championship game a couple times, and all the only, only thing I know is that in this game you gotta play man you if, if you wanna be a great team, you wanna be a great player man you gotta you gotta be able to compete at the same level or even better than the best players in the sport so that's to me that's that's it i mean that's part of it i mean that's that's where everybody who wants to win in this game has to go, and you gotta beat the best that you wanna be the best.
0: James, talk to me about Chase Edmonds and his skill set and the type of football player he is. I absolutely love his mentality. Talk a little bit about Chase Edmonds.
3: Well, um, <laughs> probably one of the smartest guys we've ever been around, quite yeah. um, The guy's uh, not only a phenomenal above-the-neck person and just a personable human, um, <laughs> just love being around him, talking to him. He's an excellent athlete. And the guy's got it's self-confidence It's just. That just oozes out of him. Everybody around the building just kind of gravitates toward him, and, and uh, it's good for our team. And I think that you know these guys are growing together. And as uh, you know, when you got guys like Chase and you add a guy like James, and uh, it, it just it, it just is great for you.
0: You set me up right there. On that note, same question: James Conner. <laughs> talk to me about this dude.
3: You know, this guy is a pro um it's been fun you know it was fun to be around him for the first two years in the league and then you know it was fun watching him from afar and you know just to get a chance to be back around that guy um the guy means you know there's no words I can use to describe you know how I feel about that kid um other than you know it, we're I'm extremely excited we're extremely excited that he chose to come here and be with us and and it's going to it's going to gonna be a good thing and again it's gonna be fun to watch
2: can can he catch the ball is he a threat out of the backfield to catch the ball
3: yeah i mean but i don't think you want to ask an elephant to you know ride in a sailboat (laughs) 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 this this guy i'm writing that down james yeah (laughs) but no he's uh we're gonna put that guy in the best position to help us and um And he's more than willing to do that. He's going to be prepared.
0: I was talking to my older brother, Craig, about James Conner, and I know you know Craig as well. And he was so sad to actually see him leave right there. He was telling me that Mike Tomlin absolutely was heartbroken that they couldn't get something done. Heartbroken that Uh James Connor was actually walking out of that organization. Mike Tomlin, I guess, called him his bell cow, a running back that was a three-down back. Do you see him? As a three-down back?
3: You know, the guy's capable of doing whatever you ask him to do. And In this league, you know, the longer you stay in this league, you have to evolve and and become smarter. And that's that's the bottom line for any guy that that survives in this league for a long time. And when I say survive, I'm talking about thrive and be a factor on football teams. Because nobody stays as old as you get in this league and and not be productive. I mean, teams move on from guys like that. But when you got guys who are going to – continuously produce, I mean, you want you want those guys.
2: And I get it, most of the talk in the off season has been about the one-two punch of Chase Edmonds and James Conner, but the question that Chase gets the most is, can he be an every-down running back? What do you say to that?
3: Um, I, you know, I, I tell those guys all the time, I said, you know, nobody goes to the Hall of Fame, it's is not available. <laughs> There's not one guy in the Hall of Fame <laughs> who hasn't played, who had not been available. And the number one thing in order to be uh, uh, productive and uh, important part of your team, you got to be available and you got to produce. And, I, you know, we feel like this guy's going to be capable of doing those things. Otherwise, you know, he's ready. So it's gonna be fun again. Watch.
0: So, what is the best asset? I know that I'm fascinated with James Conner, but anybody who's 230 pounds, I'm telling you right now, you know what I'm gonna do. This is just me now, James. I'm gonna line him up in the queue. I'm gonna put him behind the queue, and I'm going to attack the down. I'm going to attack the box in a downhill way at 232 pounds.
3: Am I dead wrong or what? No, you, you, you. This game is a game of playing in the league. It's a game of many battles, and you play within the scheme of what you're doing offensively or defensively, whatever position you play. But there are many battles, and you know, I always like to tell guys, you know, it, there's there's reality, and then there's perception. Yeah. So. Are you one person or are you two? Well, uh, you know, you guys have been watching your tape all week long trying to figure out what it looks like You're listening to his coach. And then all of a sudden, game, you know, it's game day. And now all of a sudden, he meets you. So did you meet his expectations or did you go beyond that? So if you go beyond it, then then, then there's mental games that happen. But no, it's, it, he is. He's exactly what he's advertised to be. He's a downhill runner. There's
1: no BS.
2: It was crazy. I looked up a little bit of his history, and James Conner was a star running back in high school, obviously, and a star defensive lineman. Think about that combination. And then he comes in as a true freshman at Pitt, and he broke Tony Dorsett's record for rushing in a bowl game. I mean, so (laughs) here's a guy with size and speed, able to move. You have that element, the one-two punch, and then – what was interesting in the offseason, Coach, is that Sean Coogler was promoted to run game coordinator. Obviously, you're a big part of that. And then Cliff Kingsbury, obviously. How's that going to go this year, the game planning and, and formulating the run game from week to week? How's that going to go?
3: Well, I think Coach does a great job of, uh, you know, putting the plan together, and you know, and allowing coaches to work. And, you know, Coogs is, is a great human being. It's going to be easy to work with him. Steve Hyden, Jim Dray, you know, Cam Turner, all these guys that we uh, – we'' an offense so it's working together but it's gonna be fun you know um, but you know I haven't worked with a guy you know like he's, Um, he's he's about as good as you ever want to get he makes coming to work fun and, you know coach Kingsbury's done that with everybody and staff we got a great group of group of coaches and everybody enjoys being around each other and that makes it easy working and then uh, so we're looking forward to getting this thing started
0: so james you gotta help me out here i mean the, the rest of the running back room and say hey, tell me who i should be talking up as we get ready to go into training camp right here is there a guy
3: uh, you know yeah I, I go think, ahead i think that the the group that we have is, is as good as us and, um you know I, I think that all six of these guys have you know qualities that you can give to a team that they can help um, I'm, and, again, I'm I'm just looking – I'm excited for every guy's opportunity, and it's going to be fun. Again, like I said, it would be fun to watch.
2: I tell you, one of my takeaways from watching the three days of a minicamp was that Eno Benjamin ran every single drill. I mean, even the warm-ups, he was going 110%. He, he was out there seemingly to make a statement with every single rep. Honestly, he, even when guys were just going half-speed and warming up, he was seemingly going full-speed. Did he catch your eye a little bit, Eno? Yeah,
3: he's – you know <laughs> – Anybody who's out there, obviously, you want good, this, all these kids have ability. I mean, he's got great ability. He's just has. Mm-hmm. It's going to be time for him. He's just going to have to take advantage of whatever opportunities you get. Maybe it's one play here, maybe it's ten. Who knows? But he's going to have to be prepared to be available. Number one, and number two, to be able to execute properly the things we're going to ask him to do. Um, he's he's an exciting young player. John's Moore is an extremely exciting young player. Uh, Tavian Feaster, a guy who's you know bounced around a little bit in California Muhammad, who Cougs had and never, never with him. I mean, each of those guys got something different that makes them all uh, valuable.
0: Coach, what are your thoughts on Kyler Murray as a young quarterback developing and his development this year? What do you expect from Kyler? Uh,
3: you know, I, I think that everybody expects something from him, but I think the guy can't get any better coaching than Coach Kingsbury. Um, and he is, this kid is going to light it up even more. I'm just, mm-hmm. I'm just, I think we're all in a position that we're going to sit here and you know, watch how this kid develops and grows into everything that everybody expects him to be. Um, and that's not putting pressure on him. Either. I'm sure he understands that better than anybody. But it's just going to it's gonna be fun just to see how Coach takes him and he begins to grow into exactly what everybody believes he can be. Mm-hmm. Your days as a lead blocking back, who was your <laughs> toughest
2: battle? Who was your toughest uh, battle you had to meet in the hole, Coach?
3: Oh, uh, uh, you know, uh, there's a lot of guys, man. I mean, fullbacks, we don't remember who we were running into. So we, just, we just appreciate the activity.
0: (laughs) Can I say Harry Carson? Can I say Mike Singletary? Can I say...
3: Oh, oh. hey, so Mike Singletary is the only linebacker, well, he's one of two linebackers I've ever blocked, that after a play was over, I got coached on the field.
0: (laughs) (laughs) James, I love you, man. Thank you, brother.
3: Thanks, coach. We appreciate it. No problem. You guys have a great weekend. Uh, that's awesome.
2: There you go, Cardinals running backs coach James Saxon, and uh, maybe that's where his coaching career started. Right there, and let actually me throw
0: on the field. Carl Banks in there as well, Paulie. Right.
2: Mike Singletary had an impression of him. He went on to be a 20-year coach in the NFL. Back with more on the Big Red Rage after this.
4: Brady gets a snap from Andrews. Falcons trying to get the intercepted. Coming back up the field is Robert Alford. Alford 40, 30, 20, 15, 10, 5, and he will walk into the end zone on an 81-yard pick six.
3: He knows if he's healthy, man, he, he's a big part of his defense. And when you're speaking about leaders and guys that's pushing guys, man, he is on top of our list as for leaders.
2: Yeah, when he's healthy he can play and when he's out in that field you can't miss him just his style of play how vocal he is he was a can't-miss guy the last three days at minicamp. Vance Joseph there on Robert Alford, who has missed the last two years with injury. So some advice from Vance Joseph there. We got coached up by James Saxon in the last segment, Cardinals running backs coach. And uh, I guess that's what I get, Wolf, huh? Here on the Big Red Rays yes. presented by Santan Ford and <laughs> Gilbert. I ask, you know, can a 230-something pound running back catch the ball? And then what was his quote? What was, it? What was his response to me?
0: Uh, it was something about a, you don't put an elephant in a sailboat, Paul, I believe. The that was what he said
2: that's what you know i mean words to live by him like very profound right there don't put an elephant on a sailboat
0: there's no doubt about that i gotta write that down paulie and remember that i'm gonna use it tomorrow
2: morning (laughs) don't overthink it basically is what he's (laughs) saying okay right which is what i was guilty of doing right there so now look i don't think i'm overthinking it when i say okay the biggest question looming over this team the biggest answer they need out of training camp is cornerback Agree or disagree?
0: Oh, Pauly, uh, yes. I I think um, on the defensive side of the ball, I definitely think from a positional perspective, uh, and it's tough, Pauly, because... I know Robert Alford, you can't bank on Robert Alford. The last two years, I understand he's he's suffered severe injuries that have ruined his seasons for two years. you got to go all the way back to 2018 to watch him on tape in a game for the most part. I understand that, but if you tell me Robert Alford is going to be healthy, I think they're going to be fine out there. For me, it's the inside linebacker position. That is the one position that I am going to be looking at and watching very closely with Zay and collins and isaiah simmons
2: yeah and and i get it absolutely Uh, alfred as we know was having a great camp 2019 and then oh man he broke his lower leg out for the season last year he was balling yep and then out of nowhere a torn pack and so missed the season again and the question to robert alfred today wolf was did
4: you ever consider retirement not at all man nah i'm not ready to hang him up at all so um you always going to have dark times, man, in, in, in anything that you do. Um, I mean, if you love what you do, I mean, you're going to use that to, to motivate you. And that's what I use these past two years as. Get better at, at studying film. Um, something that I could get out of it that was positive for me. Man, that is
0: music to my ears right there, Polly. Just the fact that he said that. He wasn't ready to retire, Paul. Not like you. (laughs) He wasn't ready to retire, Paul.
2: Make me an offer. (laughs) Where's the golden parachute? I'm I'm ready to sign the line that is dotted. There's no doubt about that. I love that.
0: that. That's what I want to hear out of my potential starting corner. I want to hear somebody that has resolve and love of the game. And that's the one thing you hear about Robert Alford. You hear it from his teammates, you hear it from his coaches, you hear it from the guys in the front office, Paul. He loves ball. He loves everything about it. He's an alpha, he's an alpha male, he's a dog, and he's very similar in mentality and very similar in his soul, Paul, to a guy that the Arizona Cardinals brought in, Malcolm Butler.
2: I mean, job number one was what? In the offseason, Steve Kime wanted to get everybody now more physical. Yes. Well, you didn't have to go out and get Robert Alford. Uh, he he was already on your roster. Now, Cliff Kingsbury, interestingly, told the media this week that Robert Alford literally told management, told the decision makers, I owe you guys one. So they cut him. They re-signed him to a bargain basement deal. And he's out there, and he's playing. And you mentioned the the respect he gets from his teammates. Well, speaking of, Buddha Baker was asked this week about Robert Alford.
4: Those of you who do not know Robert Alford, he's a big talker, a guy who loves the game, a guy who, you
3: know, last year would still go to meetings, would still go to practice and watch practice and help young guys out or help, you know, older guys out and seeing things. So now
4: that he's on the field, I know he's very excited He still looks like the great Robert Alford,
1: fresh Robert Alford. Wolf, if Robert
2: Alford is healthy, to your point, he's out there. And then Malcolm Butler, Mr. More than 100 tackles a year ago as a corner. I had a chance to talk with Rob Moore. Do you remember Rob Moore, former Cardinals receiver? Of course I do, Paul. He's now the Titans receivers coach. And I mentioned Malcolm Butler just in conversation, and he reacted. He said, oh, he'll fight you now. (laughs) He'll fight you. So, you're going to have two physical corners, potentially. Byron Murphy on the inside. Okay, but once again, it's predicated on Alford staying healthy. And and Wolf, you know, on the Big Red Rage a few weeks ago, we had Greg Williams. And uh, I want you to react once again when we refresh your memory on the cornerbacks, Coach, and his scouting report.
1: You guys saw Robert Alford from a, a training camp standpoint. Uh, over the last two years, uh, we were expecting big things from him each yep. of the last two years just from his performance and what he brings from a tenacity level to, to our team and to our secondary. I mean, this guy is is, is energy in a bottle. You know what I mean? If, you, if you're if ever around him, he is always on. He's a dog
3: in the epitome of the word.
0: Sammy, just listen to that, Paul. It's one of the reasons why I've been talking about Robert Alford for how many years now? (laughs) I mean, just years waiting to see Robert Alford out there playing on the field. And Paulie, to your point in training camp, he was the best player on the field. He was he was out there absolutely bawling, and that's why if this guy can stay healthy, it's really going to change a lot for the Arizona Cardinals. And Paul, by the way, the the passing defense for the Arizona Cardinals not nearly as bad as purported by everybody. Everybody has a perception they were awful last year. They were number ten, as a matter of fact, in yards per game, number seven in yards per play. Paulie, you put those two things mm. together right there. That's very very tough. That's a top ten pass defense. Number five in sacks per attempt. Number 12 on third down defense. And a defensive quarterback rating, and you know that this is big to me, because you go ahead with a quarterback rating, you look at it year in and year out, the best quarterbacks in the NFL, they're in the top 10 every year. That, def- that that quarterback rating has got to be accurate to some degree. It's a decent measurement of how a human being plays that position. Well, now flip it over. A defensive quarterback rating. They were in the top half of the league, number 14, as a matter of fact. How much better can they be with a healthy Chandler Jones? How much better can they be with J.J. Watt? How much better can they be with J.J. Watt, Jordan Phillips, and Chandler Jones? I, I, I'm i bullish on this defense getting better, in particular if Robert Alford is healthy.
2: If you can believe in Jalen Thompson as well, staying healthy, yes. along with Baker. I know,
0: it's a big if.
2: And I tell you, these two rookie corners who have been getting a lot of reps and they look the part, and Tay Gowan and Marco Wilson, oh. if one of those guys can just be counted on to, to contribute at some point and get into that rotation, because Wolf, you know vance joseph his base defense is three corners he's going five dbs more than half the time you need at least a trio of corners
0: yeah there's no doubt about it paulie you do and yet at the same time you can leave two linebackers on the field that are never going to come off in zavin collins and isaiah simmons i can't wait to see that grow strong grasshoppers well, I'll
2: tell you what, Wolf, before you go out running down the street, uh, we have one segment to go here, and we're talking about Isaiah Simmons, those inside linebackers. What exactly did the Cardinals see so far? It is the Big Red Rage presented by Santan Four and Gilbert. Shotgun snap to Wilson. Straight drop back. Steps up in the pocket. Takes off. Running far side at the 40 and drilled by Simmons at the 41.
4: Isaiah Simmons is balling. How you do things off outside of the facility and off the field, um, like going home and how long you choose to study, what you choose to do extra, what you choose to do after practice is over. Um, that's something that I've always, you know, done. But you know, it's just a whole new level when you're a pro, just because at this level where everybody's physically gifted. Uh, everyone's an athlete and i feel like where people separate themselves is the mental aspect of the game
2: and then you throw in what bill davis cardinals linebackers coach told us last week here on the big red rage presented by santan Ford and gilbert how many different positions did the coaches ask the rookie isaiah simmons to play last year without an offseason
0: was it six paul
2: i mean half dozen you're absolutely right think about that right Ding, ding ding so He's going to be – now, look, are they going to use him as a wild card? Absolutely. At least that's my expectation. Not to the degree, though, a year ago, because now he's needed on an every-down basis to be alongside Zayvon Collins. And so – but, you know – that threat will still be there but i think he'll be able to go ahead and streamline things a little bit he'll be able to focus on the one position and then you know hopefully now with an offseason and being out on that field and year one under his belt wolf what are your expectations for isaiah simmons
0: man i I expect isaiah simmons to explode this year i think he is going to have a huge year we loved him when he was taken number eight overall by the arizona cardinals we absolutely loved his game his skill set of course paulie but i've Think he's on the precipice right now of having a huge year and the reason why I say that is because of what Bill Davis have has told us this offseason and including the last time he was on he was talking about the intelligence of Isaiah Simmons and just listening to Isaiah Simmons right there Paulie the mental side of it is is critical it's what separates one player from the next player and This is going to be the challenge. Isaiah Simmons is going to have to go out and prove it now. I mean, this is a prove-it league. This is the great thing about it. We're going to have front-row seats to two inside linebackers with incredible skill, incredible talent, that both are going to have to go out and prove it, Paul, that you can play in the NFL.
2: That's the last box that needs to be checked, right? Obviously, he has the athleticism, just a freak. Uh, He proved to you. This time a year ago, you were wondering, okay, does he have the physicality?
0: He's got it, Bully. He'll stick his face into the fire. I've seen him do it.
2: So now, do you have the mental aptitude to play the Correct. position? The instincts, the football IQ, and, and let's be honest, Hassan Redick never quite got it. And that was the difference. He had a lot of athleticism as well. He was hard-nosed. But yes. making the transition from edge to inside linebacker, he never quite caught on. He was always a half-step slow, and that was enough to get him beat and get him out of the rotation. Now he's in Carolina. So you have these two young linebackers, and Vance Joseph, the D coordinator this week, was asked about Isaiah Simmons and pairing him with the rookie, Zaven Collins.
3: I think as a coach, you have to understand it's going to be some bad downs, but also on the flip side, it's going to be plays that those two guys can make that other guys can't make. It's our job as a staff, mine especially, to put players first and scheme second, you know, and to let those guys unlock those bodies and just play, you know. So when you're playing with two young backers, and I did it in San Fran, we had Pat Willis and Navarro Bowman when they were young guys, and, you know, we kind of simplified things and allowed those guys to run and hit.
0: Paul, was that you that
2: just
3: pounded it, the that table? That
0: was me that just pounded the table right there because I was thinking of Navarro Bowman and Patrick Willis. Are you? You've
2: you, mentioned those guys numerous times. Have you been talking to Vance Joseph? I have
0: not been talking to Vance Joseph, Paulie. But that—I mean. T- those guys right there when i think of some of the best linebacking tandems the nfl has ever known on the inside i think of those guys uh, i there's no doubt about it luke Keekley and thomas davis as well paulie those two guys were incredible inside linebackers for years with the carolina panthers i think of those two guys i think at carolina and i think of the san francisco 49ers well, what
2: can i can i just localize no. a pet peeve here okay why why do you always fail to cite last year's Super Bowl winner. Did you happen to see Devin White and Levante David? (laughs) Okay, Paul, yes. There there was a playoff game. Tom Brady threw three picks in the second half. They still won. Why? Because of those two (laughs) linebackers, they were destroying teams in the postseason on that side of the ball. And if it's a copycat league, do we not have a fresh reminder of the Tampa Bay Bucks and their dynamic young linebacking crew?
0: Yeah, but now you're just piling on, Paul, okay? You're just piling on to my point right here in what I love about this as well, provided that these two guys, and they got to prove it Paul, I'm sorry, this is a prove it league, I've said it before, you got to prove it they're going to stick their face, they're going to be able to hold up at the point of attack, I think Isaiah Simmons is going to be that guy, we need to see Zayvon Collins do it as well he needs to be aggressive, he needs to show that he's going to stick his face on somebody and he's going to hold up at the point of attack and if you tell me those two guys do that, the physicality side of it, they've got that covered, now all of a sudden the athleticism and, and in coverage and their length, Paul, can you imagine? There won't be two inside linebackers that are longer or taller than those two guys in the league, Paul.
2: It is striking. When you watch them and they're out there, whether it was seven on seven, I mean, just to see. First, you got to get past the numbers. See, okay, here you first go. You're, you're
0: like, "Going to throw this in my no. face that you've been out there at
2: practice." No. But I mean, first, you got to get past the numbers, Wolf. You got to get past the number that one inside linebacker is wearing nine and the others wearing twenty five. But as soon <laughs> as you get past that, then you realize, "Oh my goodness, look at the measurables out there." Zaven Collins is very vocal, and look, Wolf. We both agree. We don't agree on much, but we both agree that players <laughs> yes. know players. And when Buda Baker said this week about Zayvon Collins. He said on his own, wasn't even asked about Zayvon Collins, and he offered up and he said, you know what? He gets it. He understands football. Quote, unquote. That made me a lot more bullish yeah. on the rookie handling the green dot and calling the defense. He's very vocal out there. He's not shy. And so, look, there's going to be risk-reward. There's no doubt about it yes. with two young guys in the middle. Yes. But as Vance Joseph said, players first, scheme second. So we're seeing a bit of a philosophical change here, perhaps, going all the way back to the war room in this selection of Zayvon Collins, where Steve Kime looked at the camera and said, hey, he's a starter day one. Book it.
0: Yeah, Paulie. Yeah, absolutely. There's no doubt. But what I like is we talked to Billy Davis, the inside linebacker coach, last week, right, Paulie? And Mm -hmm. he was talking about Isaiah Simmons, and I asked him specifically, will Isaiah Simmons be able to help Zayvon Collins? And he, he, without a shadow of a doubt, without any hesitation, said, that's a great thing about it. Isaiah Simmons is a very, very bright kid and knows the game and knows the defense and knows the calls. He'll be able to help Zayvon Collins. So, you know what, Paul? Again, like I say, I don't want to get out of my lane here because you've got to prove it to me. This is a prove-it league. Raise the bar for every rookie. It's, it's, Paul, it's so hard to come in from the college game and, and make an impact on an NFL team because it's just the best of the best. And it's a completely different game. And uh, I just, I think, you know, sometimes I've got to cool my jets on these guys. You've got to prove it to me. And that's what our
2: expectation yeah. should be. And Zayvon Collins is going to be the guy. I, I can tell you, just conversations I've had, Jordan Hicks ain't walking through that door. He will not be a part of the Arizona Cardinals yeah, come training camp. So that's the way. The other thing that gave me a little bit of hope was what Buddha said this week, and he asked was asked about this year's version of the defense, bringing in a lot of leaders, guys like JJ Watt on uh, on that side of the ball. And this is Buddha now, and I quote: "You know what? Uh, we're able to hold each other accountable, and that's something that guys haven't really done the past few years. Hold each other accountable." Music. End quote. Buddha Baker. So
0: music to my ears
2: hopefully and and, I, and let me tell you JJ Watt leading every single D-line drill bringing ridiculous energy and it just it, it is a different vibe out there with some different personalities on that side of the ball some new some returning from injury uh, and there's your point with you got a Malcolm Butler and a Robert Alford, totally different mindset at corner. These are guys who will brawl with you every single snap. And that's all by design, as we know. They wanted they wanted this. This is where they hope to head in the offseason.
0: You know what, Paulie? Do your job. That's what they need to do. Do your job, and that's so that, that should be the theme of this year. Do your job go out be accountable to yourself first and then to each other man
2: you know coaches put the sayings up on the wall do your job that's one um, and then we'll add to it effective this show don't put an elephant on a sailboat <laughs> that'll be the other say- saying right, we put up, you know discipline focus commitment and then don't put an elephant on a sailboat so, so that was Paul, the great
0: that's right put him yep. in the queue and let him run downhill
2: <laughs> oh boy special thanks <laughs> Jim O'Mahondro. Cody Fincher. Uh, Wolf, get ready. Kyler under center. I'm calling it right now. We'll bash your basin. For Ron Wolfley, I'm Paul Calvese. This has been the Big Red Rage presented by Santan Ford and Gilbert. We are Santan Ford. Chaw!